ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, TerraMaster, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. GPR Stabilizer, a leader in steering dampener technology, brings you the new Q5 Sport ATV damper with better control and handling with an upgraded vane and seal system. Go check it out today, www.gprstabilizers.com or call 619-661-0101. Don't forget to tell them ATV Talk Sandy. Ladies from the works, how are you today? Good, good. That's awesome. Hey, everybody. We're here at ATV Talk today, and we have a special deal. We have the ladies from works here with us, and uh, we have Lane Fryer, Donna Ellsworth, and Tori Matisich. Um, everybody from works probably knows these ladies. Uh, Lane, I haven't had the pleasure, I don't think, of meeting you, and if I have, I apologize for not remembering. Um, ladies, let's let's get into it really heavy and deep and what do you think of the work series and how are they treating you um i was um, go ahead go ahead <laughs> um i think work um i think now with how they do like podiums and stuff a lot more i think we get a little more like we're a little more seen um i do think that they could have like i don't know it's kind of with the dirt bike side they have women pro so it's kind of like uh, i wish there was a woman's pro just because they are like shown off more and they do have like that podium right after which would be kind of cool i think with the girls that are in Women's A, when we have new people, um, it kind of discourages them to be in our class. Uh, it's a big leap from the B class. So I think that would be kind of a cool thing to do to add that women's pro into work. Yeah, I think the three of us had talked about this at the last race. Um, you know, we had, I kind of, message Tori and Lane and asked if they wanted to do a picture after the race because we haven't really been doing that. And I think it's a great opportunity to, you know, share. Obviously everything's based on social media these days. And so I think it shows a presence in the women's field that maybe some people don't know is there. 
Um, and, and while we were doing that, I, we had talked about having, how it would be nice if we had a women's pro class, um, you know, with a lot of my partners, sponsors, however you want to word it, you know, it's tricky. Cause I'm like, I raced the women's uh, expert class or it's like, well, they're like, so you don't race pro. And I'm like, well, technically it is. It's like the top women's class. That's as high as it goes. That's we're kind of like, we have a ceiling there. Um, I personally have not reached out to Randy yet. I have thought about it. Um, I just, I didn't want to bug them because they had their, uh, the dirt bike race the following weekend, but I wanted to kind of reach out and see if that's something that's even on their radar. Because I think it would open up, like Tori said, it would open up an opportunity to have another class as a cushion, as a buffer. And so you could have like a true beginner class. Then you could have the next step up from that. Then you could have like an expert level and then you would have something for them to aspire to, you know, like right now the top is just the expert, the women's a, you know, and like she had mentioned the dirt bike side does have the women's pro and they've had it for a long time. Um, so it would, it would be cool. I, you know, I don't know. I think Randy and his crew have done a phenomenal job taking over works and, and breathing some new life back into it. And it's been exciting again and it's just fresh. And, uh, you know, Todd does a lot behind the scenes as well, trying to promote and engage, you know, people with it. So who knows? I mean, that would be really cool to have that. Um, it might be a little too late to start it this year, but maybe it's something we could roll into next year. Um, and the other thing Mm -hmm. I thought about too is, is, you talk about opportunities. So there's a lot of women that race on the East coast, but they race women's pro. And so for them to come out West, they can't really race women's a, and most of them wouldn't anyway, you know, cause it's, you're kind of like, Oh, I don't want to be a pro and then go race a class down. You know, it's kind of frowned upon a little bit. Yeah. So that could open the door for more women to come over and, you know, kind of, branch in with works and have a battle, you know, East versus West type deal. Well, so. I spoke to the WMX gals um, a few weeks ago and they would love to come out and race a couple works races. Um, I, I believe that on the motocross side of it, they'd have a clear cut advantage, but on the, endurance portion and the off-road portion, I think you ladies would have something to teach them because I don't think they're used to that kind of riding. Um, I'd like to see your uh, XC women come as well, because I believe they're probably a a little more adapt to some of the uh, terrain in the off-road sections that they would meet up with. Uh, I haven't got to speak to any of them yet, but they're definitely on my radar and we're trying to feel it, feel it out. Uh, Lane, I'm, I apologize. I'm not as familiar with you and, and please, can you fill me in a little bit so that, um, I know where I'm going here. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to drive the cart in the wrong direction. It's okay. Uh, Bye. I've been racing for, this is probably my sixth year racing. Um, kind of just been focusing on works, but definitely doing a lot of different series. 
where else do you ride besides works? Um, well, this weekend I'm actually doing a GNCC race. Awesome. And then like two weeks ago, I did a best in the desert race, the park 250. And what class do you run in, in those series? Uh, for the Parker 250, I did the Ironman Expert. And then um, for the GNCC, I'm not quite sure what class I'm going to do. Um, once we get there, I'm going to kind of ask them, like, what class they think I should go in. And then kind of play it by then. I, I take it you're traveling right at the moment. Yeah, I am. I'm actually on my way to Orlando right now. So you guys are driving right now. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so when you get back there, you should ask the, the ladies that you race against in the pro class how they got their promoter to promote it. Um, and I believe that as a collective group, it would be great if, if all three of you could go to, to Randy and, you know, give him a proposal, um, because it's going to highlight you better. It's going to promote you better. And Donna, I think you have the, the in on the sponsorship thing here and with the sponsors and you being a pro, they're going to be more apt to take care of you. No, absolutely. I, I 100%. I mean, it, when you have a pro status, it just, there's so much that's involved with that, that a lot of people don't necessarily, all they see is like free stuff, but there's so much that goes into it. And when you're at a pro level, that means that your program is such that, that another company would want to come in and partner with you because nine times out of 10, you're at multiple races, you're doing well, you know, you, you're present yourself in a profession, professional manner out at the races, you know, you're, you're doing all the things, not just the racing, you know, that you've got the social media side of it as well. And I just think the, the pro title would just really add to that. Um, and then like, like we talked about, I just really think it's part of that stair step program. You know, I've been racing work since 2006, um, which is a long time. And I've watched it evolve and grow. I mean, when I first started, we only had, we had a women's BC class and then the women's A, that was it. There was no, basically there was no C class. So when I started, I started in the B class. Um, and things were just very different. So it's been nice to have the growth, but it, I would love for it to continue. And I think, I really do think if they were to open that class up, it would just, it would bring people from the East. And then it would also maybe give little girls that are, you know, in the fifties and the, I don't know the little kids distinctions, like the seventies class, it would give them something to be like, I want to do that. Like, and they would stick with it. You know, and then like Tori had mentioned, it is a big step between the B class and the A class. It's it's pretty if you look at lap times when they race race the same track as us, it's pretty significant. And so that could be, you know, say they get bumped up because they got their B championship, they come in and then they're not doing well. It's not because they're not a good racer or that they're not, you know, they're just not up to that level yet. And so there's nowhere for them to go. 
And so, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I think across the board, it would be nice. It would grow the class um, because there's less of the step from the B to the A. You wouldn't be racing Correct. the A class. You'd be racing. You'd be featured on the line with the the pros would go. Then I don't know if they would send you guys out in front of the pro-am or they would send you after the pro-am, but that would be the, the three lines that would go. Um, and I think that would be outstanding, especially if yeah. you guys could get together and promote your social media. Oh, for sure. That, that definitely, I mean, it's easy to kind of get complacent with that. I mean, I've done it where I sometimes get on a good binge with it and then I, I fall off because of what, you know, whatever work life, but uh, yeah, I, I think that would be, I, I don't think it could hurt them any, it's not going to necessarily cost them too much more to have an additional class. I don't know if they would put us with the main, I know the dirt bike women are on Saturday um, with the, I think that's the vet mm -hmm. class, the vintage class, or yeah. the vet class and some of the kids. And I'm not necessarily opposed to that. If they want to keep the women's class on Saturday, the women's pro say they would start, you know, depending on lap times, that's what they usually works usually goes off of is who has a percentage, which class is the fastest. And I'm fine with that. Like put us wherever we need to go. Um, I think, and that would I think that you look at it this way, wherever their slot they put you in, they make you the premier. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because if they make you the premier, you're getting the coverage, you're getting the media, you're getting the announcements and, you know, because it's the pro woman's race. It's not, um, we're going to run the, a whatever class and this and that right, like name off like six classes. Yeah. They're talking, this is, Hey, this is the pro women's race. And there just happened to be other classes racing at the same time, but they promote it yeah. in your realm. Um, Lane, do you have a, a big social media following following based on, or do you do social media based on all the different style of racing that you do? Uh, yeah. I like to like post a lot about like my traveling stuff like that to like show my followers. Do, do you see many of your sponsors asking for that information? Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Can you elaborate just a little bit for me? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Got you, trying to think. well what i'm what i'm trying to to get out of you is when you talk to the sponsors they're looking for a specific dynamic from you which means how many people are you interacting with um how many people are looking at your your page or uh, or how many people are watching your videos Donna I'm sure you're 100% aware of this Tori you are as well I've seen posts from both of you so um, it, it's what I'm trying to get at Lane is, is for the women to promote the women we need you all on the same page um, joint posting and promoting it in such a fashion that the class is actually bigger than it is based on the social media draw that you get. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Somebody right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's a it's a yes. effort. I think like with social media too. Well, I know. Um, I know we're having a technical deal with Lane. We'll uh, we'll we'll keep her included, and we'll keep the conversation going. Um, I'd say you touched on a big thing, um, Lenny. It's with it's really easy in competition to be competitive. But one thing I do like is that we're all friendly. We all get along, you know, we're friends. I mean, when we're out on the course, it's, you know, every woman for herself or, you know, however you want to say it. Um, but I think it's important, like you mentioned off the track or even on is to sort of collaborate, if you will, with each other, you know, or share posts, you know, doing stuff like this. I mean, doing maybe a, a video after the race at on the podium, you know, and have an interview, even though we're not technically mm-hmm. a pro class yet, you know, doing those types of things and then sharing them and then getting other people to share them, that sort of bumps up, you know, it becomes the highlight. And, you know, that's yeah. what sponsors want to see. Um, I know you asked Lane about sponsors and stuff, you know, what they typically are what I've talked about with mine is, is they just want exposure and they don't want it to always seem like some sort of sales pitch. They want it to be organic and, you know, personal if, if possible. And so I think, you know, with the, especially with the three of us, that's something we can definitely do together to try and build this, you know, for the generations to come, you know, the, the little girls that are coming up through the ranks as we speak. Exactly. Lane, you missed out uh, on, we were talking about you guys getting together and do joint. Uh, well, we lost her again, but now she's back. There you are, Lane. Um, what we're talking about is joint posting for the social media to help grow the the women's pro portion and the women's sport. And Donna, I think the organic portion is awesome. Um, people that you have with you that are taking some of your photos and some of your videos, that's key. You need to do that so that you can look uh, more professional and and make the sport look larger than it is. Because it's not always about what it is. It's about how big you make it look. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's part of it too. I mean, you know, some things, you know, like... For instance, I use Harlan Foley with Dirt Nation, as I'm sure everybody else does. If you're not, it's something I would highly recommend because, you know, it's great if you're taking pictures, but if they're not usable and by usable, I mean, if they're not high enough quality that a sponsor is going to want to put that on their page, put that in their, um, uh, their catalog or a magazine, you know, then it's, it's not as useful. And so I think it's important to realize that sometimes it's an old catchphrase with businesses. You got to spend money to make money, you know, like you got to be willing to go that extra mile and uh, for lack of a better way to sell yourself, you know, you got to, you've got to present yourself in a way that a company or a series is going to want to expand on that. You know, they're going to want to help and support. So what we need to do is 
need to get you three ladies on the same page and talk about posting, talk about races, uh, do more interaction with one another uh, and, and get your pro status implemented. Do you think? Yeah. Hold on. Sorry about that, Tori. <laughs> Lane's having some technical difficulties and I'm trying to, trying to get her into the conversation. Um, can you hear me, Lane? I can hear you. Okay. Did you hear any of the portion we were talking about with the promotion of the women's pros in the social media? Not really. I don't know what happened with my connection. Uh, you're driving down the road. It's probably in and out. Um, but we're, I, we're definitely going to want you to stay in contact with Donna and Tori to help promote the women's class or the women's pro class on the work side of it and have Randy make it a, an official class. It may not happen immediately, but it's something that, that I think if you three push really hard, uh, it's going to help your sponsorship. It's going to help you as an individual um, be more noticed in the sport. And that's what we're trying to achieve. Yeah, I definitely agree. It would be a great idea. Excellent. Whereabouts are you guys, Lane? A what? Where are you right now? Uh, I believe we are almost to Orlando. Almost there, huh? Yeah. And and then after you race this weekend, are you going to turn right around and head back home because you got a works race so shortly? Well, um, we're kind of going to see how this first GNCC race goes, and then we might do Georgia. Nice. And then head back home for the works race. Oh, wow. You're putting in some miles there. That's awesome. Yeah. Donna, have you got to race back east at all? <laughs> so it's a funny story. It's not really funny. Um, it kind of is. We have tried to go back east twice now. And both times within a month of the race, Rick broke his leg. So, um, and it was back to back years. So the first year he broke his femur and then the following year he broke his tip bit. So both times, um, those got basically pushed off. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely a goal of ours. It's just so hard, um, with our work and, and stuff trying to fit it in. You know, and then it's a big, it's a big financial burden too. So if it's something we do, it's going to have to be as a group with somebody. Um, you know, we've talked about that. Uh, there is talk of maybe going back East for one of them in the future, but it's just trying to, to plan it out to where you can share costs with others because it, it is, it's a very big chunk to go do just for the two of us. Lane, are you with a group or are you on your own? Um, we're actually like with a group. Who's in that, who's in that group with you? So it's me and my brother, um, Braxton Gross, and then Brian and Jaden Jackson. Oh, wow. You got a whole group of you there, don't you? Yeah. Kind of the group that, uh, I was possibly that we were possibly going to and I to maybe <laughs> if we can swing it, maybe later this year hit one, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of, up. Corey, you need to hook up onto this. 
<laughs> I know. I think you need to I think you need to buddy up to these people and say, hey, you know, I want to go too. You got an extra bike, right? Oh yes, that's fine. Okay. Um what do you guys think of the layout in the courses that you're dealing with in works? Would you like to see something different? You, well, I think, I mean, right now with some of the tracks that down we've been, I feel like it's like Havasu, 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 which I like the Havasu track, but it was fun going like some wide. Love that track. And I think they kind of change. I mean, Havasu is kind of the same every time, but I think um, they kind of try to change it around. Um which is nice. It's always good to have a little bit of a change, but for most part, I really like the tracks and the tracks that they set up are pretty fun. So, Yeah, I would agree with Tori. I think Rick and I were very close to retiring about, uh, I want to say two years ago. I mean, like real close. And Randy and them took over and we were like, you know what, we're going to give them a shot, see if it gets better, if it's like renewed energy and things change because things have kind of gotten, I don't want to say dull, but just we were racing the same courses and they were literally the same courses, like they never changed. Mm -hmm. And so um, we were, it was a great thing. I mean, Randy and them came in and completely sort of change the atmosphere, if you will. And it's, I mean, it's, it's new It's their baby. So it's, you know, everything's fresh. And so that's exciting to be a part of. Um, I'm with Tori, you know, they're kind of got their hands tied <laughs> on what they can do. I think they've been doing a phenomenal job keeping us racing. That's no easy task. And the whole changing things around like last minute, it, you know, we think it's stressful for us, but it's so stressful for them as an organization to try to get the word out, hope that everybody's okay with it. But that being said, yeah, I, you know, I hope that we get to race more than Havasu this year. I love that track, but <laughs> um, I enjoyed Blythe. That's the first time I ever raced there. It was a really fun course. Speaking on the actual courses, I would love to have some Enduro back. You know, we mm -hmm. used to, they used to put obstacles in and it wasn't just for the pro and pro-am class. Um, but even for those, I really think that needs to come back. Like there needs to be some sort of a spectator value at, you know, the pro pro-am there should be some sort of, and I know at Canyon, they had the the Rocky pro section, <laughs> yeah. but nobody could I, really see that. Could they? Yeah. Nope. No, I don't think so. Um, and honestly, I would have mm -hmm. loved us to go through that, yeah. but it's that's what I would like to see. I'd like to see a little bit more diversity with the courses. Um, and I like how some of the courses now have had actual motocross. So it separates the skill levels. I like it when, and even if I don't hit everything, I like it when there's something that not everybody can do. Like there's a skill divide, you know, and some people were like, that's mm -hmm. dangerous for a beginner or an intermediate. And, you know, most people, who are racing with the A classes are only B. So that's fine. You can roll it. Or a lot of times they can do a chicken line and they're, I think that's fair. And I would love to see more of that because there should be something there for the people who have more skill. You know, that's the whole kind of the whole point. 
with racing. That's the thing with the lagoon jump. Some people were complaining that it was too dangerous. It was like, well, go around. Well, that's not fair because I lose time. Well, but you know, like off road racing, we're not right. It's not, everything's fair. You know, not everybody's going to get a trophy and you know, that's the difference between you have the skill to jump it or the balls. Um, you hit it. <laughs> if you don't, you go around, and you make the time up or maybe that person crashes and you, you know, you make the time up. So it's, I would like to see that. I would like to see a little bit more. They've done a wonderful job um, with kind of revamping things up and going to new places. Idaho's on the, the, the bill for this year. If it happens. Um, is it, is it in question? I, you know, they haven't said anything, but quite frankly, me personally, I'll be surprised if Vegas happens. Vegas Idaho is a little bit more with us. Like they're similar to Arizona's kind of like level of restrictions and stuff. So that maybe might happen. Vegas but. is already uh, off the schedule. Oh, is it? I hadn't looked. I know they changed uh, to Taft. I don't know if that one's still on there now. Taft is, Taft is on there. Yeah. Um, after Havasu, and then you have um, uh, Catchy Valley, Idaho, and I don't oh, know what the party weekend is on the twentieth. Oh, that's in Wickenburg. No, Wickenburg's the September third to the fifth. I thought the the festival or the big party weekend was in Wickenburg, though. It says round six twentieth oh. party weekend and doesn't give you ah. the. Uh, there, maybe they're like kind of. It might be Wickenburg. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, I, I was, I'm looking forward to that run. I'm hoping that, uh, I, I make the arrangements and I'm able to go to that one. The Wickenburg. Yeah. No, the Idaho. Oh, the Idaho. Yeah. It'll be something different. It's going through like a cornfield or something. That'd be rad. Yeah, I would love, love to make it back to Payette. I loved that course and I was on a little 400 EX back then. So I didn't get to experience it on a big bike. You know, I don't know if you remember that one, Lenny, the big hills, the rolling hills. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I won the starting I won the line. Very first pro-am, pro-am race ever there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The starting line that went straight uphill. <laughs> yep, that was awesome. I don't know. Were you racing when I was riding that Kawasaki? I want to say yes. I mean, like I said, I started in 06 and then I rode for Kawasaki 07, 08, 09. I had already retired. I retired in 05 and um, I rode the Kawasaki in 04. Okay. And uh, the first time we went to Idaho, we ran an ATV only. It was the first ATV only works race. and uh tim gillespie was my teammate i was obviously still building doug's machines at that point and doug won the three all three of the classes that weekend and uh i got to win the pro-am the very first pro-am race oh nice Uh, and i rode the um dustin waters was killing us (laughs) you know tim and i were battling for second and third and dustin had an electrical problem on his yamaha and uh I had never beat Tim Gillespie and I beat Tim that day, uh, in that race, uh, which was You're like, yes. <laughs> oh yeah. I got to get, I got to tease him all the way home. 
I was talking with Tori and them, um, you know, it'd be nice. I don't know. I mean, I, I toss around the idea of doing a pro-am. I just, I like to raise my, the 30 class, the 30 expert. And I've done it in the past where I raised both. It's just, it's really hard on my body and I don't think it can take it right now. But, um, I was telling them it would be really awesome to have that first podium for the females. I don't know. I can't remember if Angela Butler ever got it. The closest she ever got was fifth. Okay. I wasn't sure. And then there was one other, wasn't there? Um, I don't think that, I don't think that, uh, Julie. No, Julie. No, I don't, she never really raced pro-am. I don't think, I don't think that either one of those two ever got there. Um, and I don't remember anybody else. Yeah. So it would be awesome for that to happen. You know, whether it's this year, next year, whatever, you know, to finally get the, the you know, female up there on the pro-am podium. I mean, that would be huge for social, you know, like, like what, what we're talking about for to establish that pro class, you know, and then to have that, you know, that's the tricky thing. Rick, and because I was talking with Rick about this. Cause I was going to, you know, ask him if I could talk to Randy about it works and stuff. And he's like, absolutely. And he's like, but is that going to mess you up for your other classes? Would you be able to run any other classes? And the thing with the women's class, and I don't know if this will be true, but in my experience, like when I, when I first got bumped to women's a, I shouldn't have been Let's just, I mean, beside the point, but it messed me up because I was battling in the men's C class. I wasn't even like winning it. I was battling. And then I got bumped to the men B. So it's always usually about a class difference. So I'm thinking if, if we run women's pro, I would assume that we would still be allowed to run the men's A class, like the men's expert, but I don't know. So that's yeah. something. Yeah. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. Mm-hmm. Lane, you can jump here and here anytime you want. And throw your two cents in here. Don't you don't have to hide from okay. me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, you've been pretty silent. I know you've, you've had some technical difficulties while you're driving there, but you throw your two cents in because it's important that we get all of your everybody's input um, and, and make sure that we're getting a broader view of it. Um, so jump in here anytime. Okay. That was your cue. Oh. <laughs> um, like I feel like the women's pro class would definitely bring a lot more women to the sport. Like I feel like um like I a lot of girls are in the women's like C and B right now. So I feel mm-hmm. like next year maybe there'll be a bigger turnout for the women's day from everyone moving up i i think that you're going to have to develop the the pro class it's going to have to be it's probably going to start out small and it's going to work its way larger um yeah i I don't know Lori. you're still fairly young and no offense donna but it it may grow in large size by the time <laughs> by the time you've retired. Um, you know, you might get you might get to see as a sponsor or as some type of promotions the class grow to the size that it needs to be. Um, Absolutely, if you're, yeah. If you're, 
you're definitely a pioneer um, in in their in their future. And I think that n- not offense to 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 Lane or or Tori, I think you have a better, stronger voice. So I think that you ladies ought to get with Donna and almost uh, jump on her her wagon and let her lead the let her lead the charge and uh, make this happen. I think that it would be an outstanding thing for the sport. I think it'd be outstanding for works because it's another oh, dimension of promotion. I think yeah. with the three of us, you know, together, I think that would be yeah. a good thing. Um, you know, and like you said, obviously it's not going to just be big right from the get go. And that's, that would probably be maybe one of the things that Randy would say, you know, so we're going to create a class for three people, you know, essentially we're creating. Well, and, and it's yeah. that's okay. That's what I want. Cause I want it to be an open conversation because that's my legit thought too, is like, okay, well, what's the difference? It's women's a or women's pro you're still the same class. But the, the thing, the beautiful part about that is it creates an opening for those young women that are coming up to have another step instead of trying to, you know, box jump up onto this bigger platform. And then what happens is, is they get, lapped or they have a bad race and then they're just like i'm not going to waste my money or my time or my confidence doing this and so you know like lenny said it may not be big in the beginning but what usually is you know usually things you have to water and kind of grow and yeah and i think well if you think about it we us three are kind of the only ones in the women's a class um I think we did the first race of the season. We had, I mean, that's like the most people I've ever seen in the class before. And then all of a sudden the next race, we had just the three of us. <laughs> it's like, where did everyone go? And I know there was like a couple from B class. I know a girl from like the East came in race, but I think it does get a little, dis- like, it's a little discouraging. Like, yeah. Yeah, when a B rider does come in and you know like you need obviously you need to practice and stuff, but we I mean me and Donna have been my class for quite a while and I feel like we need to be able to like move up and like be bigger than just the woman's day. It would be nice to go around to yeah, I'm a woman's pro rider and I think we deserve it. Like all three of us definitely deserve to be able to call ourselves women's pros. I don't think you deserve it. I think you're owed it. Uh, you've paid mm-hmm. dues. You've, you've done everything they've asked. It's time to raise the bar. Yeah. And, and, and sense across the board, you know, for all things, I mean, work stands to grow from it. Um, both from the standpoint of, you know, nurturing those ones coming up that are already a part of the series. And then also drawing in people because they're like, oh, they have a women's pro. Like, oh, oh, okay. Like that's worth traveling for, you know, especially like I mentioned in the very beginning, which is, you know, a lot of organizations, if you race pro, you can't, you can't race down a class. And so if their distinction is pro on the East coast, likely they're not going to come over because either they feel like they're not allowed or that it would be looked down upon that they went and race, you know, not down upon, but it just like, 
okay, well, you went and shredded a bunch of A riders when you're a pro. Here's the here's the problem that we have. There's no policing on the West Coast from people bouncing from pro at this series and amateur at the next series. It's like AZOP. It's not works. But if you race pro at AZOP, it's the same format. You should be racing pro here. Okay. Um, I believe. I, I sort of, I mean, maybe I'll step on toes here, but I sort of disagree with that because I don't personally, and I really don't mean any disrespect to AZOP because I think they run a, a, a good program but it's not at the level of works. So when you go to an AZOP race and you race the expert class, hands down, you're most likely going to be riding against B riders, you know, at the national level, at the works level, you know, if you were to take even, even, you know, so I think it's hard when you take a localized race series like AZOP and you have people racing pro and then they come to a works race. It's kind of hard. Because I don't feel like maybe, and maybe that's Azop's thing is maybe they need to police that a little bit more or, or I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there. I think you accept money in the same format. Yeah. Different series. You're a pro period. Sorry. You're done. Yeah. You're in the class now. Um, there's been some a riders that jumped to the pro class uh, on their own that we're racing pro in, in local series. And I think that it was a great choice by them because the only way that they're going to get better. And the only way they're going to get faster is race with the faster guys. The problem that you face when you go to the, when you call it pro, okay, now you're racing for money. So there's going to be a small purse. So your entry fees are going to go up. But now your cost is going to go up because now you're going to get better. You're racing for that little small purse. So you're going to train harder. You're going to ride harder. Your machines are going to get worn out faster. So you have to look at that dynamic as well. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's definitely a tricky one. I mean, I know I get the whole money thing. I just, for me, I, I think there's a definite dif- difference between say, and I hate to use just Azop, but it's a great example. I mean, we could go back as far as whiplash, like, you know, an expert level rider in whiplash is not the same as an expert level rider in works or GNCC or any of the big dogs. And so I think that's where the confusion has been in the past and maybe even into the present in that, you know, some people are like, well, I'll race pro. Cause I mean, shoot, I can win there like in this series, but then if they were to do that in works, they'd be, they would just be, you know, lap traffic. And that's, that's the price of taking that money. That's true. You know, I mean, I haven't done it, but when you take the money, I'm sorry, you're a pro. And, and I'm not saying if you're a a score or a best in the desert racer in the pro class, it's a different discipline, you know, um, off-road to off-road. I mean, that's the same discipline. I, that's just my opinion. I, yeah. Some people no, it's, probably it's think it's definitely that one of those like semi gray areas because of just the, the different caliber of racer, you know, when people say it hands down. They're like, I'm racing my local series. I race the B class. What do you think I should race at work? So I'm like, um, probably the C class just to start just so you can, you know, 
Exactly. I, I don't disagree with that. It, it's just, you know, when you've taken that cash, man. Yeah. You've accepted the title as pro. Lane, so what do you do? You've taken the cash. Now, what are you going to do? I go to pro, I guess. Well, there you go. You guys, she just solved. She just solved all the equations for us right there. Well, yeah, the women's side, it's no problem at all. That, I mean, that would be the question, though, is whether or not they allow us to race the, the men's A class as well. I think they would. I would assume yeah, so. I think it's never been a problem in the past. Um, Brandy Richards, you know her? Yeah. Lane, you know her? I don't know her personally, but I know of her. I'm going to have her on the show next week. Awesome. Yeah, same thing. I don't know her. Actually, I think she lives here in Havasu. I just saw a Strava segment or something like that. Her name popped up and I was like, who's that? And because the name rang a bell. She podiumed. And that's because, you know, they light her up on works because it's women's pro. But she pro, she podiumed. The pro am. Nice. And I believe that it's, I don't know if it's the first time. Um, and I believe there was a potential for a second time and something happened and she got hurt. So she didn't get to race the last race. But if you, if you see some of her photos, she's for real. She's okay. for real. And I think it's a exactly what we're talking about, Donna. The development of the class over time is why it's where it is now. Because yeah, I mean, it didn't happen overnight. Yeah, no, for it sure. Didn't. It didn't. And uh, um, I think that the development of the class is all going to depend on how hard you guys work uh, to make it bigger. So when you get home, Lane, you need to get with these ladies and and work this out. Uh, I think by by mid season, you guys could have a pro class. I definitely will. Yeah, that would be sweet. I think it, you know, it, it's good on all fronts, you know, us working with each other, but also working with works, you know, providing them things, you know, if we get good pictures or whatever, you know, you can always send those over uh, via message. Yeah. Or a, a highlight or a spotlight. I mean, it, it doesn't mean it's going to happen, but with it in their hands, the you know, it obviously opens the door for it. Well, um, if you want it to happen, you're going to have to force the issue. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. By putting it in their hands, you know, making it easier for them and us to grow. And, and if you look at the spotlight in all of sports right now, where's the larger spotlight? Women's athletics. Okay. If, if you're looking at the world, the highlight are more women's athletics, women doing things that, that, you know, they broke the glass ceiling in so many different things. And I think if you guys want to break the ceiling, it's going to take a little bit of work and a little bit of push. You're going to need some help. You're going to need to go to the pro men. And I guarantee Bo Barron would fight for you. Oh, for uh, sure. He's a good guy. Well, most of the pros are going to fight for you. Yeah. You know, the ones that don't, well, you know, we'll just have to ignore them. <laughs> you know, yeah, I've got some ideas. I mean, things that, you know, could be done. I mean, we could do a video collaboration between us, you know, a collection of clips from the races and put that together as the works, you know, women. And it may not even just be us, but it could be the all the classes, you know, yeah. as a 
you know, there's just so many things to, that could be done. Video, pictures, you know, all on Instagram, Facebook, have, YouTube, you know, have your all sponsors call. What's that? Have your sponsors call. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be something that that would be also excellent for you to do. Um, Lane, why are are you going to race more um, best in the desert stuff? Yeah, so um, I was going to do one of the best in the desert races at the end of the year, but it ended up like conflicting with one of the works races. But next year, I'm definitely going to do a lot more Best in the Desert because it was just such a fun race. Like, just being out there was awesome. Have you thought about running a, a full women's team and going and maybe running the expert class or the pro class? Yeah, I've definitely thought about it. I was definitely going to talk to Donna and Tori about it, about maybe doing something one time. Oh, that's awesome. I think that would. Yeah. I think that would be a cool deal. I think they'd be a pretty good team. <laughs> yeah. So there was, we were actually, we were going to have, I had been approached last year about doing a Vegas Torino and that kind of mm-hmm. fell through, which is a bummer. Um, but it is something that I would definitely like to do. And if it's something that Tori and Lane and us, the three of us can work out. I really think that our dynamic would be very, um, what's the word? I mean, we would be set up for success. I think as long as we didn't have a mechanical or something like that. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that's another Avenue to approach, uh, you know, especially with Vegas to Reno, but the entire series, it's just, it's the only issue is confliction with, you know, works or whatever else either any one of us have going on um and i think most of your sponsors if there is any conflicts uh are going to understand the development of the program and allow the crossover um at least you know i understand and uh when you're talking about growth uh, sometimes you have to allow writers to do things so that things can grow uh, right. that you normally wouldn't do. And I mean, I, honestly, it's kind of funny, but not if we did decide to do a race and it conflicted with works, I mean, it would affect our other classes, but the women's class, it would just be a wash, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> the three of us would just be racing and would neither, you know, none of us would get a, a, a score for works if you will. But, uh, you know, obviously that's not the ideal situation. I, I know me personally, I would like to make every race um, for works because that's the series that I'm committed to at the moment. But I'm with Lane. I really enjoy the best in the desert races themselves, like the structure of the race, um, the length. I like I tend to like the longer races. Um, I wish works would go back to the the true pro pro am race, 90 minutes or even two hours. Um because that just sets it, it makes it different. It makes it stand out. You know, it's, it's something to be different. It's not just a, you know, same as the other races going on. It's the pro it's the main, the main course, if you will. And so I think think they're headed that direction. I really do. Yeah. Um, They're trying to get their footing to get it ready. And I believe a 90 minute because it's forcing a pit stop. 
Yes, that's exactly. And it I changes guess. the whole thing. Um, yes and no. And I think that if they do the forced pit stop or do that, they go back to a hot pit field yes. because I believe that raised the bar of the race and made it. it yeah, yeah it made it. It made it better. It made it. More, down, I miss the hot, the hot pits. It was, it was another thing that you could spectate and it really did make a difference on, you know, pit strategies and your pit crew made a huge difference. And it just was a whole nother dynamic to the race itself. And so I, I, I agree. I think. I, I like, I would like it if they almost mandated a tire change. <laughs> now, come on, we got tire blocks. We don't need no tire changes. But just for the, for the dynamic of changing it up to, to, to make it a different playing field. Yeah. You know, yeah, because, the, fourth because guy, the fourth place guy has the, has the fastest tire change, you know, and the quickest pit. And he goes from fourth to first because one and two had a problem and he was already passing three. So now your whole dynamic of the, of the last 30 minutes of your race just changed because somebody dropped a lug nut in the pits. Yeah. You know, it happens. It happens. I mean, look at, look at what happened at the last round. We had a first time winner that nobody even counted on podiuming, you know, and you're, and you're, your two number one guys had problems. Yeah. And that's racing, <laughs> you know, that's why we don't call it the winner. You know, we, we call it racing because you have to go out and do it. Well, and that's the thing. It's attrition. You know, sometimes it's not about who's the fastest. It's about who, you know, has the, you know, a good bike has a good crew, you know, it, it all, it's all a factor, you know, it's not just the racer. I think that's sometimes lost on people. You know, it's a whole program, you know, it, the bike, the components, your training, it all, it all plays a factor. Well, I've been doing it a long time and, and racers are everything when they win the race. <laughs> and it's always the mechanics or the engine guys fault when they don't. Right. It's easy to love the course, the track, my quad felt great. My mechanic is amazing when you win. And then when you lose, it's like that course was terrible. And <laughs> that guy screwed up my bike and, you know, that I, lapper got in the way. Dang. <laughs> trust yeah. me. I've heard them all. I've heard them all. No for the mechanical. My bike sputtered on lap three in turn two, and you need to fix that. Um, it was a 10 lap race. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, we're on that. Lane, I want to uh, invite you back for another session. Um, you've kind of got cheated because you're driving and we had some technical difficulties, and, and you really didn't get the time that I wanted to get you on here. Um, so if you'll grant me that when you get done with your races back there, you'll sit down with me and, and we'll talk some, uh, some lane fry and, uh, find out a little bit more about you. How's that? Yeah, I would love to do that. That'd be great. Um, ladies, thank you so much for coming on ATV talk. Um, 
I expect to have all of you back on Donna. I know that you and I need to schedule a, a, a time to have you on. Uh, Absolutely. I, I would like to dive a little deeper into some of your um, racing and some of the things that you've accomplished. Uh, you're probably more well known on the West coast than anywhere else. Um, no offense, Tori, you're still young and, 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 and paving your road. Uh, same with you, Lane. Uh, I've known Donna for as long as she's raced work. So it's 17 years. Yeah. It's been a long time. <laughs> That's crazy to think like how Lane, how old are you? I'm 16. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> and then, uh, Tori, are you, I 19? Uh, I'm actually going to be 21 oh, on March 19th. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the Havasu weekend? Yes. Oh, yeah. It always lands on my birthday. I know. You're going to have a hangover for the race? <laughs> um, we're going to Vegas after. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Lane, how did you get a permission slip to travel all over the planet? My parents, my mom, she loves traveling, so she's always happy to go do it. So is your mom with you now? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty awesome. And, and dad's at home working. Yep. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> Someone's got to pay for the racing. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> wow. That, that hurt a little bit. But my God. Awesome, <laughs> well, you better give a shout out to your dad. Yeah. My dad's awesome. He always makes sure my bike's ready to roll and always just make sure everything's perfect. That's awesome. So who is your dad? My dad's Brian Fryer. There you go. That's what I was trying to get you to, <laughs> get you to say. That's awesome. Well, you make sure you tell your dad, thank you very much for allowing this to happen and, and for supporting you in such an amazing sport. I will. Thank you very much. Ladies, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to be in touch with all three of you at a later date for some photos. Um, you, if you have my email, go ahead and send me three to six photos. Um, I'll be in touch with your promo videos, um, which will be the really simple. Um, but I'll be in touch when it's closer. This episode will most likely air, um, five, seven. I know I tape ahead. Sorry. Um, I'm a nut for having content. Uh, you have a backlog. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just so afraid because I've committed to so much that I'm afraid that it's not going to be there. Um, it, it, Tori's heard this, but Donna, I don't think you have, and and Lane, I'm pretty positive you haven't. There's a reason for ATV talk. Um, this is the most amazing industry I think I could ever be born into, and I think it's a portion of my legacy. And this isn't about me. This isn't about what I've done. This isn't about my family. This is about the people that are on the show, the people that come on and talk. Uh, it's about you, Donna. It's about you, Lane. It's about you, Tori. And the amazing sport that you get to participate in. And I don't want you to forget that when you come and talk with me, because it's your time. It's your turn. And don't ever let anything overshadow that. 
please be boisterous, Donna. I know you don't have a problem with that. Um, and this is meant with all due respect. I really appreciate that. Um, and Lane, speak up. You have a strong presence in the sport already. And these two ladies obviously respect you. So don't be afraid to speak up and, and say what's on your mind. Um, I know at 16, it's a little more difficult than it is at 21 or um, 26 for Donna. Yeah. Times two. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to be very respectful here. Okay. I'm not one of those. I don't care. I, I'm not one. If somebody asks my age, I don't lie about it. <laughs> I'm proud of it. Oh, you know what I mean by that. I know. So uh, ladies, anything that I can do or ATV talk can do, please reach out. I am more than uh, happy to go to bat or to talk to people for you. Um, you. Donna, you know how long I've been doing this, you know, probably before you were born. And uh, I know I've been doing it longer than Tori and Lane. So, uh, it, it, yes, Lane, I am very old. I'm probably old enough to be your grandfather. <laughs> it's true. It's, don't laugh so hard. It's true. Um, because uh, I have, I have six grandchildren. I have a grandson that's almost the same age as Lane. Silence. You guys can't believe that. Can I wasn't there when they trucked in dirt, but pretty close. Um, is there anything else that you guys would like to cover in our conversation? Uh, I know that we've hit, we've hit it pretty hard and I think that you guys have a great plan. Um, did we, did we leave anything out? I just like to say thank you for providing a platform for something like this to go down, you know, for us and the others that have, you know, gone before us and the others that will go after us, you know, to provide a platform for us to have these discussions and, and talk about things that, you know, need to either change or growth and all of that. So I just say, appreciate that opportunity. And, uh, you know, I look forward to it. Uh, seeing Lane grow and Tori as well. I mean, they're both, I would say they have many years ahead of them. Um, I don't even think either one of them have come close to peaking. Uh, and so it's, it's exciting to see where that's going to go uh, from my standpoint. And then I'm just trying to keep up. And so that's, that's kind of renewed the passion for me, but uh, no, I just thank you for allowing us to have this. Ladies, it's my pleasure. and. We all have a story. We all have a voice and we all need an outlet. And that's what it's all about. You know, getting it so that you, so that whoever is on the other end of that mic or on the other end of that screen has the ability to tell their story because really there's no other way to get it out there. You know, I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen, I mean, there's, there's only one other ATV podcast and they focus mostly on motocross. So here we are again. Thank you so much, ladies, for coming on. Um, we'll get some information from you and to you. Um, Lane, please reach out to me so that we can get you on a, a show. Okay, I will. And, and don't be afraid to speak up. It's okay. I know you're young. Okay. But you got to use that, those lungs. You got to get that out there. Okay. Okay. Uh, I've, had, I've had the same conversation with Tori. So. <laughs> Yes. You, you hey, I 
think I've gotten better. <laughs> gotten way better. So, uh, Lane, is this your first time ever being in a situation like this? Yeah, this is. Okay. No problem. And the second time will be better. The third time will be better. Like Donna said, I think that, that you and Tori have many, many, many years in the sport. Donna, I don't think that you're done. So don't. Oh, no. I, st- I still got a little left in me. I'm trying my hardest to uh, to be healthy and and get and push. <laughs> well, I, I watched a little bit and I've seen a little bit. It, it, it seems to me like you've stepped up your game this year. I'm trying. Uh, definitely. I mean, I don't want to get into it, uh, here, but, uh, you know, there's been some things going on with me, um, that I've had to kind of drastically change a lot in my life, um, for health stuff. And so trying to find a balance with that and still be able to push, but not (laughs) sort of fall into this negative, uh, deficit with my body. And so I think I've kind of got it a little more under control. And so I'm able to push and, and, and not have quite the, <laughs> the setback when that happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I definitely, I, my, I don't know how you want to say it. my fire has been reignited. If you will, it's, it's, I'm excited about right racing again. And so I'm just trying to put all that together to try and, and, you know, battle out there and provide some competition. Have you listened to to Chad Weenan's episode? I haven't. You need to. And you also need to listen to Jesse's Inspired 3. Okay. Um, And you may want to reach out to both of them uh, for diet reasons. Okay. Those Jesse is a young lady that was in an accident and she was paralyzed, not racing. Um, And she's freaking dynamic. She is on the gas. Yeah, it's about fitness. She talks about diet. And I really think all three of you would benefit by talking to her. Um, But Chad did something that I would I'm still scratching my head and trying to get more information on it. Plant based diet. That's kind of where I have to do. For me, it's not. Yeah, for me, it's not a it's not necessarily for I mean. I don't know how to word it without going too deep. Um, it's not just for an athletic. You don't have to say an athletic standpoint, but I'm definitely, that's what I have, uh, basically had to resort to just for my everyday life, um, at the moment, because if I don't, then I flare up and it's, it's not good. So that's sort of, so I definitely, I need to listen to that and see kind of, you know, what his take is on it and maybe reach out to him and, and see. He, I, well, you look at you look at what he did last year, and that was his first full year on the on the plant based diet. And it, I'm I'm like a meat carnivore guy, and I'm thinking, well, I'm fifty some years old, and I still am an athlete. I don't race anymore, but you know, I'm still competing in what I do with young youngsters. And if I cut out some of the meat, am I going to gain? more it's pretty substantial i mean i haven't cut out meat completely but i have really like honed in on some other aspects and it's it's a lot of plant-based and it's crazy how the body reacts with that and how your energy is different and how you perform and then the biggest thing is recovery and so 
you know, a lot of people will, will push, 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 and then they don't get that recovery they need. And so then that affects your ability to push. And so, yeah, it's, that's a whole, that's a deep well. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Tori, you, you and Lane need to listen to this because you're young enough. Your body's regenerating. You're, you can eat just about anything you want or do just about anything you want. And you're not affected by it. Oh, I am affected by <laughs> well, when you're drinking. Okay. I understand that. But when you're, when you eat normal, like normal teenagers do or young people do. Um, yeah. I know when I was younger, I could eat anything I wanted. It didn't matter now. Uh, yeah. Age sucks. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, Donna, you don't even know yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid. I'm terrified. <laughs> All right, ladies, I'm going to let you get off. You've, you've been awesome. I appreciate it. This is going to be called the Works Woman, Women's Chat. So look for it. And you guys are awesome. I really appreciate your time. And reach out to me at any time if you need anything or need any help. And I'm, I'm here for you. I know that Tori runs Duncan Racing Product. Donna, you have excellent sponsors. Lane, I'm sure you have some excellent sponsors. If you ever need anything from me, just reach out. I'm always available. I'm always willing to help. And, um, uh, you know, uh, whatever it is from training to product to whatever you need. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, you've always, you've always known I've been there, Donna. <laughs> Everybody still there? Yep, we're here. <laughs> Lane, are you there? Because I haven't heard a peep out of you. Lane, I'm still here. <laughs> get a little, get, get some air in those lungs, you know. <laughs> Excellent, ladies. Like I said, thank you again so much for coming on. And um, all of you, please reach back out. And uh, I think this was an awesome, awesome show. And you did a great job. Thank you very much. And uh, until we do it again, and all of you, plan on getting reached out to because I like chats. I like doing these mixed deals and I like to change the group up. So, um, I'd like to do a, 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 a pro chat and bring maybe a couple of you ladies in with a couple of the pro men and, and we talk and, and go from there. How, how would you like that? That would be sweet. Sounds good. Yeah. Plan. All right. Well, that's what we'll do. Thanks again. And you all have a great night and uh, I'll be in touch. All right. Thanks. See you guys. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. Brought to you by Take-Two Custom Teams. Screen printing experience that is dedicated to quality and customer service every time. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International. 
more than 33 years in the industries building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all the available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.